Hi everybody, happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for tuning in to the Drip Podcast. I have my favorite guest on with me today, my mother. Mother, are you going by Rusty or Teresa today? Hmm, I'll go by mother today. Mm. <laughs> Mama, or Mommy Sa. Okay. Or your highness. Your highness will work. So today, do you want to tell everybody what we did? We got up in the morning. We were greeted by the love of our lives. Mm. Can I say his name? Yeah. I don't know if I can say his name. TJ. Mm -hmm. The TJ Awesome. TJ who was on two weeks ago's episode. Yes. Mm -hmm. Same boy. Same boy. And then I went back to sleep for a bit. And then we got up when everybody was up and we went to do two miles. In running Moraine Hills. In Moraine Hills, yes. Mm -hmm. And that was fun. Mm-hmm. And then we went through and got our Diet Coke, mm -hmm. and then came home and got ready and went to see Knives Out, which was fantastic. Mm -hmm. And then we went and had our Thanksgiving dinner at DC Car, which is also fantastic. And let me put a plug in for their vegetarian wrap. It is made of their own homemade um, veggie burger. The black mm -hmm. bean veggie burger is just wonderful, and um, it's in a wrap that was kind of like a Mexican kind of taste to it, and then sweet potato fries, and then you ate some home Yeah, tell everybody my food. business. Tell them about my mac and cheese. You had a veggie burger, and I had mac and cheese. We get it. Okay. Okay. Little so bite. then we took went to two bites of we it. went to Thornton's, and then we went to Thornton's, and then we got our coffees. And here yes. we sit. Here we sit with Thornton's copies. We had to do some microphone testing because we had to do a, a whole shit, thing. A ton. Can I cuss? Yeah. A shit ton of microphone testing. It's a whole plot thing about the microphone. It's the whole <laughs> plot thing. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna get to movies. Don't you worry. I have Are a lot we? of oh, things good, about good. movies because we like movies. So we maybe we can start with Knives Out. It had a really good cast. Jamie Lee Curtis. Don't spoil it. Shit, I forgot to look up who that one guy was. What one guy? The guy who I was like, who is he? The dad? Yeah, no, the one who kept Pong. saying, who is he? I'm just gonna look it up now. Oh, wait a minute, I know who he is. It's Craig, um, it's the, it's James Bond. I know it's who Craig. Daniel Craig is. Oh, that's Daniel never Craig, who yeah. I was asking who he was. Well, that's who they were asking, everybody was asking about. Nobody. I told, you said, what's that noise? I said, it's Daniel Craig sitting at the piano. And you looked at me like I was crazy. Uh, no, I couldn't hear you. I couldn't understand no. what you were saying. No, there was somebody who I was wondering who it was. And I, right now I have my mind on it and I can't spit it out. So I'm looking it up. Oh, Michael Shannon. The one with the cane. Oh, yeah. Michael Shannon, what is he from? Why do I know him? I don't know. I don't know him from anything. My nightmares, maybe. Maybe. No, I don't. I've never because seen any movie he's in. Although he was on Boardwalk Empire, and I wanted to watch that. So maybe that counts. Yeah, I never watched sure. it. But it was good. That was. And yeah. we agreed we won't ruin the ending for anybody. Uh -huh. But it was, to me, I liked it as much as I liked The Kingsman, when The Kingsman came out. Where it was like, um, you know, Eggsy, yeah. little boy. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like it was stylish, and it was cool, and it was funny, and all the twists made sense. All the twists made sense. And Jamie Lee Curtis is cool. She's so cool. She I'm is. I'm like, the you know coolest. what? If that's what, how old do you think she is? Do you know how is? cool she is? Oh, I know in, in your day she was like a sex symbol, which weirds me out. What movie is it where she's doing she aerobics was with. just a, a little bit of a sex symbol. She was doing aerobics in some movie. With John Travolta? What movie is that? I don't remember her doing aerobics with John Travolta. Well, I'm going to look it up now. But you, you, why do you like her so much? Because she has done commercials where she shows her real body as it is, without, without makeup, without retouched, without in her underwear to show that she's got cellulite. You know, even though she was like Terminator badass, she was in 
in you know she mm -hmm. was uh, a strong body figure right mm -hmm. she wasn't like a fair faucet sex symbol but she's badass apparently the movie is called perfect with john travolta i didn't see it that was 1985 i didn't see it well so you like her because of her commercials where she's naked do you like her because of activia no, I don't like because of Activia. <laughs> Gross. Knock it out. They do really funny skits no, about that weird. on SNL. Really? Where she like shits her pants. Doing <laughs> <laughs> it, Kristen Wiig. Yeah, I like to see that. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I like Wig. let's talk about the bit. most important movie that brings you and I here today. Oh, The Princess Bride. No. No. The movie that Mi brought me here today. Oh, Top Gun. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Can you tell everybody yes. what that means, that um, that movie brought me here? Katie was conceived during Top Gun. Um, yes. Yes, Katie was conceived on purpose. <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> on purpose. Uh-huh. On target. It was a oh, planned conception. <laughs> Fucked up. <laughs> Um, I believe you even told me the scene. Oh, gosh. It's a take-my-breath-away yeah. scene. Yeah, fuck that. That's so touching. Watching that movie, I, I have to warn people... It was people, a short scene. <laughs> <laughs> I have to warn people, like, that's probably the peak of my fertility, is that scene in Top Gun, and, like, be careful. No, it was the peak of my fertility, was, Okay, girl. but also, my life is about me, and I might get pregnant watching the same movie. Do you know what I'm okay. saying? But oh, that's no. not how it happens. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. I thought we had that talk. Oh, okay. we, we might have skipped a few things. If you want to go there, I don't think we ever had that talk. Didn't we? I don't think we did. No, Julie was probably told you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, probably did. Well, I don't think Julie and I ever had that talk. Really? I don't know. I think you just kind of learned it. We just came out the womb knowing about how it happened. You might have. So... But isn't it cool? Because I was just talking with my coworker about this yesterday. His wife is going to have a baby. But isn't it so cool that two people can love each other so much and you create this person? And then this person is that reflection of that love. And, and you girls have both been like that. You girls are just... I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know what that's like. Never mind. Although I did feel that way hugging TJ today. TJ was hugging me really mm -hmm. slow before he mm -hmm. left today, and I just felt like, you're such a precious little bean. Like, you... Yeah. I'm so glad you're alive. It was this feeling of, like, oh, You were like... You're my too. heart. Yeah. yeah. You're my heart. Yeah. That's so cute. So, movies have been really special for us mm -hmm. in my lifetime. Um, and but, even mine. Okay, so that's what I'm getting at, is you're, yeah, you're getting weird about whose life is who right now. But what I'm saying is, in our shared experience, we've watched so many movies obsessively. Yes. So, You've Got Mail. Yes. Sleepless in Seattle. Yes. Practical Magic. Yes. Princess Bride. Yes. The Man Who Knew Too Little. Yes. Hope Floats, even for a bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What else? What am I missing? Probably a lot. Elf. Step Brothers, um, Napoleon Dynamite for a long time. Napoleon Dynamite, yeah. The Man Who Knew Too Little. I said that. I know, but you can keep saying it because we saw the lot. So, <laughs> I was watching a special recently about Casablanca and The Man Who Knew Too Much. Uh huh. Is that movie supposed to be a play on The Man Who Knew Too yes. Much? Okay, I never, I never seen that movie. Mm -hmm. But The Man Who Knew Too Little, Me they either. don't make don't movies think. like that anymore. That was so That is the funniest movie. Funny. <laughs> but it's not funny the first time you see it. It's a little bit funny. You say that's corny. But when you hear your kids imitating it, kids that never really imitated anything before that, and then they come off, get away from that phone. And then you just start rattling this dialogue. And I thought, you're my children. I love you. Mm -hmm. It's come alive. You guys are real people. Every time I watch it, I catch something new because it's so not a kid's yeah, movie. Yeah, right. Yeah, same. And I'm impressed that Julie and I could ever even act that out. But yeah, started. I was too. I you, you weren't all that old. You, oh, where were we living? 
So I remember her and I were inspired by this movie when we lived in Cardinal Court in Bloomington Normal to break into Munish's dorm like apartment. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Oh, poor Manish. I know, but he wasn't there. I guess we can say his name, because... Because you didn't date him. We didn't, Did didn't you? date him. No! You no, dated no, no, a no. lot of people. I, I dated a few people. You dated a cab driver? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you dated a printer paper salesman? No, I didn't. Who replaced your blinds with printer paper? No. Do you remember? No, I did not. Obviously, that wasn't his profession, but he did tape printer paper on our windows. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and... <laughs> that we did not date, though. No, he wished. And we did not yeah. date, he wished. He yes. would have turned you into a lamp if you did date, so I'm really glad that didn't happen. Um, or a window blind. Or, or a, a window blind. Oh, God, or a belt. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> another movie we watched a lot was Matilda. Yes, we watched Matilda a lot. You, in fact, insisted that that we call you Matilda after a while. You, that was your new name, and you were pretty serious about it. Yeah, I mean, I think that movie was made for that. She's a little girl who's, like, it's weird. Weird running her movie. own world, saving the day. She's, like, smart, and she gets her ass kicked all the time, but, like, she's going to serve she's it to powers. the Crunchable, yeah. do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was weird and Curly Sue and Curly Sue. Curly Sue was With so Curly sad. Sue. It was so sad. That was so disturbing. I felt like I was gonna first of all get my ass whooped in a parking garage, even though that was I thought the we Belushi's job. Yeah, yeah, I know. Do that, yeah. And but then, we knew how to do it because we watched Curly Sue, so I felt like I was better equipped. Well, I wanted you to date a nice tall blonde lady who would buy us pizza and let us sit in her bathtub. I tried. I did you my did best. You did try. We never found her. Well, do I know any nice tall blonde ladies? I don't know. And then the fact that I'm straight and nice tall blonde ladies don't hit on me. <laughs> ladies do hit on you though, don't they? In your lifetime? I, I have, yeah. When was the last time a woman hit on you? I don't know. I remember one time I was working at Outback and I was waiting on a young male and female, and they were both cute, they were both flirty, uh, but I didn't anticipate that the person out of that couple that would leave me their phone number was the woman. She left me her phone number, mm-hmm. and I was like, what the hell? So I went back, and you know, I wasn't offended, I just- It's a compliment. It was a compliment, mm-hmm. and it always is, no matter even if you're attracted to the person or not, right? Like, you could just take it as, that was sweet. I remember back in the kitchen, I'm like, you wouldn't believe the man didn't leave me his phone number, the woman did. And my friend Brad was like, that's because your haircut's awful. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? No, that, no. Yeah. But the one thing I do want to talk about is you and the, the airline pilot thing being a woman thing. Oh. Yeah. You want to air me out for that? You I'm didn't like, like that joke? I don't, yeah. So the joke is, yeah, you didn't like my joke or the concept at all? Because you were taken aback when I first asked I'm, you. I'm, I'm surprised that that would be your reaction. I that know. You, yeah. Well, so I'll intro it for everybody who doesn't know. Um, there have been a couple articles recently about flights that have been manned by two women. It's two, you know, female pilot, female co-pilot, female staff. And it's just like mm-hmm. a woman flight, a woman manned flight. And for me, and me growing up, the word pilot is a masculine word. You know, if you're thinking about, like, the language of the word itself, it is gendered. It is a masculine mm-hmm. word. And I've never questioned the fact that, like, a pilot's male. And when there's a female pilot, I see it as an exception to the rule. And not, like, not in my awareness. I don't choose to think that. It's, like, something that's more innate for me. It's just I'm shocked to see a female in the role. And then... I thought about that and then I criti- I critiqued it because that doesn't sound like me, that doesn't feel like me, that doesn't feel, you know, evolved. Mm-hmm. So then I made that joke where I was like, wait, on a scale of one to two female pilots, how feminist are you? Because mm-hmm. I identify as a feminist, yeah. but I think I want one female pilot, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's fucking weird, I don't like that, but I think that's where my brain's at, where it's just assumed. And, you know, I wouldn't say I need, a, like, a male gynecologist or a male brain surgeon or anything. Like, I would never request 
to say, hey, this person's more qualified because they're male. I would never assume that. There's just something weird about a pilot where women were not invited in that industry for a long time. And... Okay, so here's the... Me interrupting you, right? Okay. (laughs) Uh, Ouch. Women aren't invited in a great deal of professions that they enter. They... um, they bust their way through that door, right? You know, they uh, they take no prisoners, except they do. They should take prisoners. Charlie Theron prisoners. Charlize Theron is a good representation of female. Mm-hmm. Who's a bad representation of female? Oh, girl, please. Um, a bad representation of female. I don't know. I'd, I'd take a while to think about that and probably wouldn't be able to say it on air. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not on air. I th- in fact, I have, I have ideas in my mind, but um, I it was don't a trap. It was a trap. It was a trap because whoever you say, you know, women are allowed to be flawed. Nobody's a bad representation no. of female. No, there, there are. Unless there, they hate other females. There are females I am disappointed in. Um, Phyllis Shafley, um, Betsy DeVos. Did I say her name right? I think you did, yeah. Yeah. Um, and you're disappointed in them because they vote against the downtrodden and they, they're not in the right lane. So they don't, speak. they don't support other women, I yeah. feel. I feel like, um, and so having, having been someone who's come, um, full circle and who who knows how often you circle and which directions you circle in your opinions in life based on your state in life um, you know I've had opinions that were far right and I've had opinions that are far left and that doesn't equal out and put me in the middle right um, I, I think we're people of our times but I think we're also people of our own upbringing and then are people in our certain circumstance of life and we have some accountability to how we behave and we also justify in our minds why we're okay being the way we are and um, so that said I think some of them are are unenlightened (laughs) and I hold a higher moral ground and I'm a little more evolved than they are right that's my opinion um, that might not really be true, but I feel how could someone knowingly, knowing the pain that they're causing other people with that opinion, how can they hold that stance, right? Mm-hmm. So, and how can they hurt their, um, for women, hurt other women like that? I feel like for me, the only way I can ever make sense of that is those people have a different idea of the locus of control and they think every person's empowered to make their life great and make the best choices. I think they don't truly appreciate what a circumstance might do to somebody or how everything's not equal. Right. I think that's the only thing I can use to justify why they are the way they are is because they think everybody else could have it easy too. Right. And they have to live that way, I think. I think those people, if they knew that everybody wasn't equal, they would be distraught. I think so. And they would have to, and to not only be distraught, they would have to give up their own, some of their own power, their own... It, they'd have to knowingly and willingly take a lower position. Mm-hmm. And that's a very hard thing to do because the lower position is the unknown, right? On the scale right well that's what's wild is if that would truly mean they have a scarcity mindset which would mean they should understand that they're taking somebody else's opportunity Mm -hmm. like a capitalistic system so I'm glad you did not go the angle of and I'm not surprised because you're my mom Um, we share a lot of the same ideas but I'm glad you didn't go the angle of the bad example of a woman is a hypersexual woman it's actually a woman who's uh, beating down other women right yeah no I would never think of I am not in sh- into shame, slut shaming, right? You know. So here, <laughs> then they'd be 
you know. And you'd be shamed. Shaming. <laughs> so, when you think of celebrities, we were talking a little bit about sex symbols, but when, we, when you think about female celebrities, who's, who do you think is the most badass with the best style and appeal? Oh, Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks. And in the past, it's been Renee Russo. Renee Russo and uh, um, Annette Benning. Um, well, there was someone else that was kind of on my mindset a bit. Um, I really like Kristen Bell right now. I really like Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell's enlightened. Mm-hmm. I like her. So the other ones are these fiery redheaded oh, yeah, yeah. people. So mm-hmm. you've always kind of seen yourself. Oh, and Emma Stone. Too. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Who's that? You. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you've you've found pieces of yourself, I think, in them, and especially because one movie we didn't mention was Thomas Crown. <gasps> forgot about Thomas Crown. That's a good movie. That's a really good movie. I think that's when I started to get interested in museums, was that movie. Because it was just so cool. Like a perfect, like, bond. And you can steal, you can steal paintings and stuff. I plan on it. You'll be good. Yeah. You'll be really good. Me and Ashley Burles are going to go see the Andy Warhol exhibit. And I might bring myself back something nice. Good. Good. Very good. So... We talked a little bit about everything we've done today, which we didn't get to shop, we didn't get to Christmas decorate, but Christmas time has always been a really fun time for us. We did go into Thornton's, so you can't call that not shopping. We did shop. We bought three dollars worth of coffee. We brought some more money left for for tomorrow. For tomorrow. Um, But Christmas has always been a big deal for us. Um, Christmas lights have always been a big thing. Christmas lights, yes, we have to go raiding the lights. So, lights. you and Julie have done that together. You didn't do that ever I didn't, with I us? Wasn't I invited. swear to God, you've done I wasn't. that I, I love that you guys did it, and I want you to explain to everybody what you're talking about. I can't. I have to take the fifth on this, but I will say we drive around and appreciate the lights, and we have a rating <laughs> system. And that's all I got to say about that. And you, you have a way of delivering the rating system to the people whose home it is. They should know. They, they find should out. know the ratings. They find out. They find out how fabulous we think they are and where they could maybe try a little harder. So Christmas <laughs> has always been, it's different every year for us. So we grew up in apartments. I, you know, when I joined your world, we were in apartments and... No, no, actually... No, you were born when we lived uh, in a house. Yeah, I'm aware. I'm talking about like my conscious lifetime. Okay. Like two yeah, and up, yeah. right? All right. We're talking two and up. Closer to three, but sure. Okay. So three and up, apartments. Um, not always decorating a lot. In well, I don't have the gene. You got the gene. I'm not a decorator, right? I don't think about that. Oh. You probably don't know this, but I'm a scientist. Hmm. So, over the years, we've increasingly decorated more and more at home. And I remember in high school, I would stay home one day. Yeah. Uh So I remember in high school, there would be like a day this time of year I'd stay home, and I would string up lights outside, like on our columns. Around lake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I would set up our tree, and maybe we'd have like a couple different candle holders or snow globes or whatever. Mm-hmm. We'd set those out, and that was always really fun. But it was like me decorating at home by myself. You know, like it's I'm been so something. Sorry. I'm not. Oh my god, I'm not criticizing. <laughs> I'm not complaining. I'm sharing a story. Oh, I know. I know. Feeling your pain. Yeah, so um, I never even thought of that until me and Ashley Burles were talking recently, and she's like, oh, I'm going to have to set up my Christmas tree by myself. And she's like, I do not want to set my tree up by myself. And I was like, hold on, wait a second. I think I've been setting up a tree by, a tree by myself for like the past 15 years. <laughs> um, so I, it made me think of it. But since you've moved to this house, you guys, you, TJ and Julie, seem to get all more involved in the Christmas spirit. So, didn't TJ help you set up last year? I, I believe he did. I, and then we all made ornaments. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, TJ helped me. So, I set up the tree, but TJ helped decorate the tree, helped put ornaments on the tree. He did 
fabulous job. So what's your favorite Christmas memory? Hmm. That's a good question. So we did a thing that I really loved back when I was young and with the third order group, right? When with the junior third order. One of them on, on Christmas Eve we went to, and, and they did this a lot, we went to um, to the midnight um, midnight mass, and then we went back to uh, Brian um, Mulcher's family's house, and um, you know, so all the teens a big crowd, and his mom had this this feast, this with a casserole and everything. It was just just really nice, but there was something magical in those days that are at my church there. Cincinnati Corpus Christi and in the um, St. Anthony Friary and even like St. Clair Church in uh, North College Hill it was just it was just precious and even though I don't go to church now um, it, it almost because there's none of that feeling anymore you know it's not that that home family experience that I had back then. But um, that aside, I'm sorry, of our family Christmases, I don't think there's just one. I think it's just the, the feeling that we have, you know, just being around together and watching movies and, and, you know, kind of making it a little darker around and opening our presents and hanging out, having fun. I remember a couple years stand out to me one where we just had a slumber party in the living room mm -hmm. and it was like tons of blankets tons of pillows the three of us me you and Julie sleeping out in the living room watching a Christmas story and yeah. then waking nice. up and opening gifts and that was yeah. just sweet it was in Round Lake right no where was that uh, by the time we got to Round Lake I was already in eighth grade so that wasn't then um, one of those specific nights I remember because Julie had a pink comforter that had like the hash print on it was in mm -hmm. the meadows and this was like blossom mm -hmm. and we slept by the fireplace mm -hmm. ah like cool yeah um and that was one of the apartments we had where we had cable so yeah. then we had a christmas story yeah and i, I remember feeling like oh, we made it you know yeah. and you know every year we did every year it starts to feel more and more of that oh we made it type feeling because mm -hmm. you know you keep killing it at work and then TJ keeps getting older and appreciating everything, but one year stands out for me in specific for being the best. And whenever I talk about Tom, I talk oh, about yeah. him I being about the yeah holiday Tom. Yeah, I talk about him being like being my dad. And, and oh, Christmas Christmas Eves and th oh, Thanksgivings at the Engins too. That's, mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, so That's talking okay. about Tom being like your dad. Yeah. yeah, so when I talk about Tom, I do talk about him being like my dad when I grew up. And it's mm -hmm. crazy to say because thinking about how really a short period of my life I got to share with him, he had such mm -hmm. a huge impact. Mm -hmm. And in Bloomington Normal, I remember one year, um, you know, I wasn't always allowed to play with the big kids like Julie and Emily and Jamie. Sometimes they were like, fuck off, Katie. Well, you're annoying. Kid, okay, you know? great. This is so delightful, <laughs> by the way. You were a baby, so, you were a baby, you know, yeah. Kind of, you know, when we met, there's a five year two, plus two, difference. Two, three, right? Okay, yeah. I'm not talking about a memory from two or three. So, um, and that favorite Christmas, it was one time I was allowed to play with them, and they were like not telling me to fuck off. And <laughs> Tom had a massive, real Christmas tree in his massive living room <laughs> in that house in Bloomington Normal. And it had all those big, colorful bulbs, like all those big, glass, colorful bulbs. And I remember thinking, yeah, we'll never have a tree this tall. I mean, it was so big. It was taller than eight feet. Yeah, it was like, yeah. to me, it's like cinematic looking back at it. He had tons of ornaments, tons of presents. And then the other, like, flashbulb memory I have is us sitting at his table and then him using the gravy pourer that was It was a cow. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, I'm thinking of it. Yeah, it was moose, the moose with the open moose, mouth, yeah. and so when he poured the gravy, it looked like he was barfing all over everything. It was so much fun. Um, they were fun. That it was family. Yeah, mm -hmm. we had a good time. And I remember one year when he visited us in the meadows, 
he said something like, oh, you guys are getting a real tree this year. Yeah, yeah. And that put you out of your comfort that. zone. Yes, it did. And then I got to see I this, like, where strong... we got it, too. Yeah. Do you? Yeah, we got the Grace Lake across from yeah. the Jewel there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I remember that. I remember feeling like this strong man just came in and decided that we're going to be have fun this Christmas, and we're going to be lighthearted, and we're going to splurge for a tree, and it's going to be an event, and we're going to go shopping, mm-hmm. went shopping in Schaumburg with him, and I remember just we feeling did. like, oh my god, like, this is sad to say, but I remember feeling like, oh my god, this guy could just choose to spend time with us and love on us, and he wants yeah. to be here. And Emily and Jamie, too. And Emily and Jamie. We had, we had the best time. Yeah. I felt like they were siblings for a really long time, too. Yeah. It it was more about that family feeling, because we weren't dating or anything then. We were just family, right? Mm-hmm. You know? We were just family. So we, we know... I loved you guys. And I love Emily and Jamie. Yeah, we know that story goes to a sad place. It's weird that we're not all... That we don't all live near each other even even though the time it's been quite a long time now it um it it feels like it would be just so normal to all live near each other and just have all our holidays together and hang out it has felt that way so julie said she's never been back to Wellington normal which is wild but you've gone back multiple times and i went back once and being there feels like we could just pick back up like it so totally feels like home to me we we could except there's really nobody left there right they're not there anymore and um you know there's a few friends back there but um yeah and i don't even mean it in this practical sense of we could do it let's do it it's just like that place still feels like home, and I, I think that's beautiful, and mm-hmm. I hope Julie goes back. That's true. So, on the topic of Christmas, what's your favorite gift you've ever received? For Christmas? Yes. I'm terrible at this. I'm terrible at... Uh, I can't remember. Okay. What's your favorite type of gift to buy? <laughs> I think I like to buy clothes for people. I like to buy clothes and jewelry. Aunt Carol's always really good at that. Aunt Carol is really, really good at that. She picks up my sweaters amazing. and nice scarves. She She's got me a really wonderful olive green scarf one year mm-hmm. that I essentially ruined because I wear hoop earrings every so often mm-hmm. and my hoops would snag the crochet piece up and start pulling it out. And it'd be like, man, if somebody wanted to fight me, they could just pull me up by my scarf and pull my earrings out you are a good gift giver thank you You I pride myself on that I know that about myself I am a good gift giver but my problem is I go wild and I can't stop shopping you do the most yeah I do so one of my best friends this year we agreed to not do gifts for each other this year it's fantastic it's fantastic you went you me and Julie set a dollar limit this year which is good so I'm not gonna go hard this year one dollar I don't stop shopping because I go, this reminds me of this person, and I would hate to regret not buying it, so I'm buying it. And it's never to me about getting anything in return. It's yeah. just like, oh my god, yeah. this has mom on it. Like that. Yep. Yeah. But I love buying gifts, and that goes for all year round. I have a really big problem with buying gifts for people. But I'd say the favorite gift I've received, there's two that stand out to me because I see them every day and they make me very happy every day. So, um, oh, I'll say three. Three gifts make me really happy every day. So one is my weekend poster in my dining room. You got that for me. Did I? It was one of the first things I had in my first solo apartment, and it was one of the first things that I had that made me feel like this is going to be okay. Aw. I'm going to make this place home, and I can still be myself. Aw, that's so sweet. Yeah. And it wasn't even that expensive. It's just like it was perfect, and I love it. I love it so much. Um, and I love that I can have antiques up everywhere and still have a weekend poster. You know, like, that's just me. I just like mm-hmm. that. Um, my second favorite gift is my little leg lamp that I have. <laughs> because is it from Grant? Or it's not. It hmm. Oh. So it's not. 
but it, it the leg itself lights up and then there's a lamp on top of it that also lights up so you can always decide how much luminescence you want <laughs> I love it from under the skirt yes I love it so much and why one day I want to have the full leg lamp and that would remind me of Tom and it would remind me of like yes. you know it would just be so great um, and then my third favorite gift that I have is a Beats pill and it's because it's a really loud stereo and I use it all the time whether I'm listening to podcasts or I listen to music cool yeah And I think I, I'm looking at a gift right now that I really love too, and this is a the Cincinnati map. Yes. <clears throat> but picture, I guess it's is that from a yeah, friend. Map. It's from Lynn. Oh, that's Lynn's so sweet. Lynn. Shout out to Lynn. Lynn's awesome. Shout out to Lynn. Lynn is awesome. To get her on this. Talk about girl power engineer. Female badass mm-hmm. yeah, engineer. So yeah, it's a nice aerial, simplistic map of Cincinnati. It has your geo coordinates. It's framed. It's beautiful. And I love that you have it up in here. It makes everything super modern. That's it. Mm-hmm. So, last really piece on Christmas. Is it different as a grandma? It's really different as a grandma. It's, um, it's nice to have more, right? To make um, a big wish. Gift idea come true, but it's just, it's just priceless to be able to watch the wonder in kids' eyes again, and to be able to see the excitement that he has, and being able to talk about it. And, um, it's just really cool. Yeah. Yeah, because you've said, you know, being a grandma, you've gone through more and more life. You know more. You've seen more. You have more. And then getting that vantage point of the baby mm-hmm. is different. The baby. The baby. The baby. So. The baby Jesus. He's my favorite Jesus. Well, okay. So you bring up something important. So I wanted to ask you about traditions in general. So we've kind of poked fun at today yes. at the fact that we don't really have any. And maybe that is one. Mm-hmm. Movies are probably a constant. Um, seeing movies? In the big holidays, we... Christmas, Thanksgiving, Easter. Christmas, Thanksgiving, Easter, we try to see a movie. This past year it's been kind of difficult because the movies have kind of sucked, but they seem to have been, um, they're cool again, I don't know. They're good movies out right now. Yeah, we're a movie family, so, or maybe more so me and you, um, but me and Ashley Burles were talking about that, that you would always be the one to take us out and see a movie with oh. us. So, you saw Sex in the City, all of, <laughs> all of those with me and Ashley, um, Charlie's Angels, you saw with me and yes. all my middle school friends. Um, What's wrong with me? The <laughs> Harry Potter movies you always saw with me and Anthony. So... Yeah, Shout out to Anthony. Shout, Shout out, to out to Ashley. Shout, Shout out to middle school friends. Yeah, that was always fun. And so I think back to the past few years, yeah, maybe we've let the movie thing go a little bit. But well, they haven't been as great. But. So before you used to always set up the, uh, as another tradition, you would always set up the nativity set <laughs> every Christmas. Mm-hmm. Did Tom steal them? No, Tom didn't. I steal. I steal you baby steal Jesus. You'd steal his I baby steal Jesus. Not just his. I steal another <laughs> baby Jesus's. Because he really doesn't belong out there till Christmas Day, right? He isn't born yet, right? And if you're doing these things to commemorate the... Um, or is kind of like a reenactment or a liturgy, if you will, of, of the nativity of the... Uh, what do we call the season the not Lent but Advent yeah right yeah so the people are coming slowly and really if you're gonna get right down to it the wise men don't belong there either in fact you should start with the animals put some animals out there in the barn right let Mary and Joseph come a little later on the horse but the baby's not there yet folks and actually the wise men aren't either 
So what you're saying is you were doing a public service by stealing baby Jesus. Helping to bring more authenticity to their Christmas experience and let have hope that maybe Je Jesus will appear, right? You don't think that makes them wonder if the devil is alive and well, that the fact that no. the only thing that goes missing no, is their no, baby no. Jesus? No, no, If they just meditate on it, they'll know. Okay. They'll know. Did right? you ever return baby Jesai? Jesai? Baby Jesai. Is that the plural of Jesus? Hmm. You never returned him, did you? Yes, of course I always give Jesus back. Well, so I did that to Tom, and Tom lost it, right? You know, Tom cannot get with the program. And now, for those of you who don't know Tom, Tom had multiples of everything. Like, there was more than one baby Jesus in that house. There was more than one nativity scene. When Katie talks about one big Christmas tree, there were lots of Christmas trees in the house. And they were all decorated beyond to the max. This, this was not... But evidently the Jesus that went with, um, I, I always hide Jesus in the house, too, in the same house. I never take Jesus from the residence, right, in case this happens where someone will lose their mind over a Jesus, Jesus not being in bed at the right time. So anyway, Jesus usually goes behind the um, the barn, right? I usually just move him back behind that. Sometimes I'll move him somewhere, but he doesn't even leave the room, right? Jesus is really still there. So that's another thing. Jesus is always present, right? Whether you can see him or not, he's there, right? You know, whether he's behind the barn or, you know, under a blanket or, you know, in your pillow or something, you know. We just look inside and find the baby Jesus within you, you know. <laughs> anyway, all of a sudden, this became the most important, most important baby Jesus ever, <laughs> and um, it was really serious. It, it was really serious for him, yeah. And I made him wait a few days <laughs> till I'd had enough of. So the you drama. mentioned the Advent, which mm -hmm. makes me wonder. You, they make Advent calendars for anything, like obviously for the same month, but like different treats go inside the days. Uh -huh. You could buy a chocolate advent calendar, you right. could buy a wine, you know, mm -hmm. advent calendar. I don't know. That is the truth. Yeah. So what no. I'm asking you is if you could have any type of advent calendar, oh, what would you want it to be? Yeah, oh, that's really wonderful. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It would probably be musical. So you gave me a cool gift today in the pics that you got from Austin my guitar right so hmm I would like that yeah, you would like a guitar like, pick in every event that would be that would be very cool a different guitar pick every day I can make that happen or, some year or yeah thank you I would yeah that's really darling of you I don't want you to make the picks though so I'm if aware. you make it happen yeah okay, you've got to pick your own gifts yeah I know uh, yeah so, <laughs> there are some days where you probably like a gummy worm advent calendar. There are days, but the problem is, is I couldn't stop at one. Yeah. I'd have to open the whole That's darn the month. thing. That That's happens though, right? Thing, right? Don't people do that? I did that as a kid. TJ didn't do that. He was good. He waits for each well, day. Well, it's because TJ started getting them when he was fucking five, and I had to wait a longer time to ever get one. I think he was four. There you go. Maybe even Silver three. Silver spoon. Wow. So, oh, good. Thank you. I'm glad you asked the same of Return of Me. If I were to get <laughs> an advent calendar... Is this about you? I think that <laughs> I would want every day to be its own throw blanket. Like a fuzzy blanket in every day of my advent calendar. That'd have to be one big advent calendar. Yeah. I'm going to make mini blankets. No, I want full-size blankets. So I'm talking an advent calendar the size of this wall. I don't think I'm going to make that happen for you. I'm aware. Unless you so, can. So you mentioned that you're a scientist. Thank you for not saying I'm more like a game show host. I was just you're going to. I was, gonna, I was just going to. Yeah, yeah. Well, you lost the opportunity a little earlier in this conversation, right? I and was I'm disappointed in you, too. So the next note that I have is... Um, 
you know, you went to ISU. That's why, well, it's not why we were in Bloomington Normal, but it happened while we were in Bloomington Normal. You went to ISU. You had cool science friends. I had very cool. That is why I became a scientist, because I noticed how funny people in science were, people in chemistry and Is this friend for you had a crush on a boy, and then so you joined the program? No, I didn't have a crush on boys. As a matter of fact, I had already met your dad, and I was at, at Berea, and I was in a chemistry class because I was studying nutrition, and these guys were hilarious, and the girls. There weren't a lot of girls in it, even though I was taking the chemistry for nursing, which made me want to take the big chemistry, right, the chemistry for science majors. I thought, I've got to, I've got to learn this, and so, so I eventually did at Illinois State, but... Man, they were hilarious. So Julie and I got to tag along to some of your classes. Yes. To your some of your parties with your Shout professors. Shout out to Dr. Lash, who freebased cocaine when I had a four-year-old in the class. He now he wasn't doing cocaine, but he was uh, showing the mechanisms for freebasing. And also, was it his fault you had a four-year-old in the class? I was a really fucking drugs. cool four-year-old. You were a cute four-year-old. I was four going on 14. And at, right after that, you said, Cobbin, Cobbin, double bong, <laughs> all the time. So, you had a really cool birthday party for Julie once in the science yes. lab. Yes, what Dr. Did we make? Jones. Dr. Jones made, um, I think, several things, but you made ice cream using uh, uh, liquid nitrogen. Is that what I'm talking about? I don't know. No. Did you make slime? We made flubber. You made flubber. Ah. That's when that movie was big. Ah. And I remember I never got even close to as cool as a birthday party as that. Just so you know. You were little. Okay. Um, (laughs) And then one of your other professors would have these spaghetti cook-offs. Oh, yes. Dr. Webb. Dr. Chili. Chili and spaghetti. So he has, I think he did one in the spring and one in the fall or something like that. And yeah. he lived in a like field where we got yeah. to pick. Oh my God, you are so disagreeable with everything. It wasn't a field. He had, he had a fucking massive garden that was the size of a backyard. He had a massive garden that he shared with Dr. Ryder. Like strawberries or tomatoes sh- or anything. We weren't supposed to pick those things. Oh my God. Yeah, we were we were allowed to pick them. We just weren't supposed to deadhead the flowers there. We kind of got in trouble for deadheading the flowers because Mrs. Ryder didn't want that. But yeah, it was really quite a garden, and he, he was quite a cook and just a nice guy too, a good friend. He had a good pool professor. table. He was the first person I ever knew that had a pool table. He had a pool table. And then for the most part, your friends were pretty cool with you having two kids at every party we went to, mm-hmm. which is wild because I think back to when I was in college, your friends were a little bit older than I was when I was in college, but I think back to if I was at a professor's party, which one I wouldn't be at. It's crazy you were invited to those things. Um, well, I was older. Older soon. But still, it's really cool. I think if, you know, if I were at a professor's party where we were eating and drinking a lot, and there were two little asshole kids running around everywhere. I don't know if I'd be as cool as your friends were. So, um, Illinois State University in the chemistry department uh, has a master's degree as a terminal degree, right? You cannot get a PhD in chemistry, at least right now, or when I was there in at Illinois State, which meant undergrads and grad students mingled, and undergrads could get their hands, could do a lot more in undergrad research. And so it, it was kind of the uh, charism of the Illinois State Chemistry Department, which was fantastic, right? And the, a lot of the professors got along really well themselves and the grad students. Uh, so the parties really were for the professors and the grad students and then some of us undergrads who who did undergrad research with them? We, you know, got uh, got to be involved, which was really cool. So we've talked a bit. Maybe this year, there was one day I remember you and I were going on a hike, and we were like, "Let's talk bucket list." And what do you want to did be? Did I cry? <laughs> no. Yeah. 
Um, we were like, so what do you want to be in your bucket list? What do you want to do together? What do you want to do separate? Mm-hmm. Um, and when we talked, you talked a lot about hiking mm-hmm. and some local travel, a half marathon, and so on. So in mm-hmm. 2020, you have a plan for a half marathon. Mm-hmm. What else do you see for yourself coming in 2020, bucket list-wise? Guitar lessons, definitely. Um, Those two are the most important things. There's some travel. I want to see Kathy in uh, Tucson. And, um, you know, just have a lot of fun things like that. There is a goal to take uh, the family to Disney. Um, we have not ever done that. You've been to Disney. Julie and I haven't been. Um, and then not that I have a great desire to go, but I... I, I just think it's kind of like a thing we should do, and I definitely want to see Julie and DJ go too. You know, get their chance. So um, it seemed like there was a place, another place I wanted to visit. I'd like to go to Colorado. I'd like to see Beep. Um and get some shout out to Chandler Summerfelt. I want to try her popcorn at Durango Depot. friends would like to see like to go to Mexico more definitely Puerto Rico definitely a lot more to see friends there co-workers there ah okay here's here's a bucket list thing I want to see the Aurora Borealis in person so where do you want to go for that? Probably Norway. Okay. But I'll take what I can get, right? You know, mm-hmm. but... Um, do you have any interest in ever going to Alaska? Probably only to see the Northern Lights if I can't go to Norway or, you know, some other place. Um, I don't have a huge dying desire to go to Alaska, no. So if you could travel anywhere right now, is that where you'd go? Or is there someplace else, like if money was no object, that you'd rather go? That's an interesting question. Um, I have friends that have been so brave to go down the Amazon and go to South America. And South America terrifies me. I, part of me would really like to see that, but, you know, see different places like Machu Picchu or... Um, Probably other places, but I'm. I'll, I don't think I'll ever be brave enough to do that. Um, parts of Europe, I'd like to go to Greece. I'd like to go over to like the Croatia side, um, Serbia. I'm gonna go to Serbia. Well, it's all supposed to be so beautiful around that side of um, Italy, you know, or side of that that sea or gulf or whatever that is between Italy and Croatia and of course Italy Mm -hmm. if I could go anywhere I would say Greece Greece yeah I think you know from everything I've seen it's so picturesque the food Mm -hmm. the architecture the painting I think everything there would be the big fat weddings yeah the Windex the Windex Mm mm-hmm so, I wonder if they have Windex doctors there, so, you know. The affiliated blog, my Espresso in the Suburbs, we've already featured you there. We've talked a lot about, like, your experience through the decades. Remember the ones that we mm-hmm. used? was really, like, what happened in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and mm-hmm. so on in your life. Um, but the whole inception of the blog is really this supposed to be this, you know, sense of humor, coffee house. The you coffee know, house. attention to mental health, attention to wellness, attention to self-awareness, and everything kind of coming together in one spot, and a lot of that was influenced by you, so mental health, self-awareness, coffee shops, stand-up comedy, we've done a lot of that this year. We have. We just yeah. went to see Brian Regan. Mm-hmm. I feel like we get coffee almost every time I'm over here. Yeah. 
you sit and listen to me talk about my life a lot. I'm listening to you talk about your life a lot. Mm-hmm. Do you think 2019 has been a good year for you? Do you think there's any specific marker that you feel like you've like grown past or blown by? Um, that's interesting. I I feel like I'm in I I'm in a new. It, a lot comes back to work, right? And um, sometimes you go through growing pains in your career, and sometimes you're kind of on a higher note. Now, right now, I think I'm in a, in a little bit of a growing pain um, as I navigate a new level, right? Over this last year, we've had some things, um, some different things going on. I don't want to say too much, but. Um, I, I am just really navigating this role, right? And I'm really thankful for it. I'm really glad to have it. Um, I just, uh, you know, you kind of feel your way a little bit mm-hmm. at each point. And I, I will have some exciting challenges for the next year, so I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it. I really like doing that. Um, and I really love seeing my coworkers becoming too, right? Um, some people that are at more junior levels in their lives, rather than thinking of age, and some of them are more at junior time time frames in their life, right? For the amount of years, but or in in the career, but they move so quickly and so beautifully. Some of my coworkers, you know, I mentioned Lynn before. I have another coworker too that, you know, they just um, who they become professionally amazes me, and it's I'm I'm really glad to have that front row seat, and even to see people who have been there a long time evolve a bit, um, like my boss, you know, and uh, he he really does get better all the time. I'm. Um, he, he's he's a brilliant scientist, but um, he, he's improving as a manager too, and um, in different ways that I. It, it's just really cool to see how people can change. Pe- people do change. People change all the time. They don't necessarily change in the ways you want them to change, right? But when you see the good changes and you get to watch it evolve and watch how it comes around, I I really like doing that. I really like seeing that. So you said this year has kind of been you settling in. Um, I can say from an outsider's perspective, when I think about you know this year versus other years, you seem so much more present and calm and confident. Thank and you. maybe that's a product of that. Maybe. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I'm proud of you You're too. Welcome. Yeah, my boss said something to me this year, and I often don't think that my work life and my personal life overlap much, but she said something to me this year where she said, I feel like this year has been the year of you becoming more independent and more self-reliant and more confident, Mm -hmm. and I think that is true outside of work as well. It's completely true about you. You are awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, she didn't say I was awesome, but I think that's really cool. So, perfect transition to... Yeah, um, perfect transition to a couple last questions I have before I get to the closing questions. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, just about you know what trait in specific you see as defining for Julie, me, DJ, and you. So when you think about Julie, your firstborn, what's the trait that stands out the most? Hmm. I'm not good at these kind of things. Um, it doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah, I I wanted to say loyal. Um, but that's not exactly it. It's... Um, She's uh, tender. 
She She's is. gentle and tender. What about me? Um, if I say some, something about one, it doesn't mean the other one isn't that way. You are, you are brilliant, as I mean, as a force, as a brilliant light, as a, and I've told you that before, you are, you are brilliant. You are responsible for my wrist tattoos that say yeah. bright light. Uh, what would you say is TJ's most outstanding trait? Mm-hmm. Um, equals MC squared. He is. <laughs> he is another force. Um, he's fun. He is really fun. He's always on. He is. He, I mean, even if he gets sick, he is. It's, he's not down really for more than a minute or two. He's, uh, he's alive. He is. And what about for you? So, <clears throat> persistent. I like that. Get or don't play no shit. That's you. So what do you want me and TJ and Julie to learn from you? in this lifetime. That I love you. And that probably that we're worthy of being loved even when we don't think so. Because you, you're good at showing up for that. No, I don't think you are, really. I think, you know, I don't think you guys are really all that worthy. I just love you anyway. Okay, that's nice. <laughs> so, no, perfect. You are. Last question you before are. we get to the closing ones. What do you want to be remembered by? Loving you guys. So, these are the closing questions that I ask of everybody. What would you say is your brand of, your sense of humor? Like, what's your style? <laughs> ridiculous. Ridiculous? I think so. Like, Step Brothers Ridiculous? Or like, Good Boys Ridiculous? Or Kristen Wiig Ridiculous? Um, probably closer to good, those Good Boys. Because you liked Frasier, you liked slow stuff too, but you're saying now, now it's more of the shock and awe, ridiculous humor. I think I'm just an easy laugh. I, I really like Frasier a lot still. I've mm -hmm. been watching that too. Um, I don't know. I'm spacing out. What did we see before that? We saw Charlie's Angels. That was funny. Did we see something before that that was just hilarious? You were laughing a lot at Once Upon a Time in Hollywood at Brad Pitt. Yeah. In that. But I don't know if we saw something else, too, that was funny. I've seen something recently that I was just laughing right out loud. Maybe it was on the TV. It was. It was Seth Meyers' stand-up. Seth Meyers' stand-up. Yeah. It was hilarious. You liked that more than I did. Yeah. I was surprised at how much you liked it. But he's he's funny. I really like him. Yeah. I like his weekend update stuff. So, last three questions. Um, what would you say makes you feel the most at home or the most comfortable? Laughing. Laughing. Flannel pajamas. Mm-hmm. Incense. Yoga studio. TV. That's all you need. <laughs> I think so. What's your favorite kind of coffee? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Decaf Highlander Grog. Or decaf medium roast. Uh, yeah. Um, caribou. Caribou? I miss caribou. Gurney caribou. Mm -hmm. I don't know if... I don't know how many people I've told this story to, but it's funny. Uh, it'll be funny to close this. I remember... Every so often, not as, you know, not as much as Julie and I thought so, but it's because our memory was short and we were kids and we were dramatic, but you would go on dates every so often. And yeah. Julie, and Julie and I would go with you every so often. On dates? Yep. And 
No. Looking back, yes. You don't have the best memory, and you should not say no so confidently. You don't have the best memory. So we went with you to Caribou once when you met up with this guy, and Julie and I were told to sit at a different table. Date, but yeah, okay. okay, all right, all right. Yeah. So yeah. you have us go <laughs> sit at a different table, <laughs> and so Julie and I decided we really didn't like him, <laughs> and that he was from a long last episode of America's Most Wanted. <laughs> and we, what we were doing at this table in the back of the Caribou and Gurney was we were writing hate mail to him. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I and that. when he came up to talk to us like he said, I think he was just saying goodbye he wasn't like trying to hang out with your kids mm-hmm, right. he was just trying to be nice and say something before he left and Julie and I were both like uh uh-uh, uh America's Most Wanted we're calling whatever his name was and this guy was just like what the fuck <laughs> so I'm sorry that we made dating so hard on you no, no really I think I wasn't his biggest fan either and I, I remember Julie saying to him or one of the other uh, of these two guys that you know, we're at that establishment that, um, you know, my mom doesn't really like you. Oh my God. <laughs> my heart would brutal. stop. It's gotta be tough dating with kids, but my heart would stop. Just like me talking about your period at Taco Yeah, at Taco Bell. Yeah. And now again. Yeah, payback's a bitch. Yeah, well. Anyway, so, you have anything else to say before we in the podcast tonight anything you want the world to know yeah there probably is but I can't think of what it is right now okay well cheers with the coffee drinks cheers clink clink and now we're gonna do a treatment night we're gonna do face masks and pedicures face masks pedicures sounds good sounds good alright alright thank you for listening everybody happy holidays happy holidays happy Thanksgiving <laughs>